Right, so girls, talk to me. I mean, as entrepreneurs and much more sort of successful business owners, what would you probably say is the most important thing for you in business? We get asked this question a lot. We definitely say cash flow is king. I mean, we use the Square payment solutions and ever since we did, the next day payments have really changed the way we do business. Now, for someone like me, you sometimes can't tie shoelaces. I mean, how easy to set up? It is so easy to set up. I'm not the most tech person, but within 24 hours, we were already set up. We were integrated with online as well as in person. And what's more, even our staff could understand how to use the system, which is perfect. So with this pandemic, you know, we had to change a lot the way we sell. We had to start to sell online and really rely on that. And before we even, you know, got to that need, it was already set up because Square was integrated into all of our systems. So definitely, I'd say in business, flexibility, cash flow, and speed. And Square ticks all those boxes. And I say the most important question, where do I sign up? Square.com forward slash UK. Thank you. Square Up Europe Limited is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Hi everyone, this is Michaela from the Winner's Circle Breakfast Podcast in collaboration with Square. Woo! So, to get things started, guys, we're going to be telling you a bit of our backstory, but through the lens of a particular question, just so we can hit the main points. So the question is, to Lois, Kevin, Carl, and myself, was there any clear crossroad where you had two options? What did you choose? Why? And how did it contribute to where you are today? So the first person I want to ask that of is Kevin. Me? Yes, you. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, okay, cool. Now, let me just paint a scene for you guys. This is okay. 2018, I think 19-year-old Kevin, yeah, correct? Yeah, no, I'd literally just left college, right? Mm. Um, and I think my main aspiration was to become a banker. Now, I fortunately had a friend who had a sister um, who was already, you know, working corporate and, you know, give, gave me an internship, which obviously was the last three months, and then the option to obviously extend the contract upon my sort of, you know, um, recruitment of obviously of the con of the the company right. now essentially the crossroads began when i left college right in a respect where much more sort of i had this aspiration to become a banker but essentially i got scouted to become a model that same summer Pesky scouts. yeah yeah like, now <laughs> essentially what why i say is a crossroads is because i was basically booked for a job which required me to be in new york for a month to shoot this campaign you left the internship left the internship how did your mom feel about that Mad! She was mad. She was mad. And you know what? She wasn't mad at the fact that obviously I decided to go to. But it's because I had worked my. I'd worked for everything to literally get this internship, you know. So essentially, I think she was much more sort of mad that I basically sort of quote unquote threw away, you know, what I've been mm. working for for so long. But I think much more sort of, you know, going back to your question, Michaela, you know, as to sort of how did my crossroads get me to here is because much more sort of I took a risk, you know. Mm. I wasn't familiar with this industry. You know, I think myself and Carl, and you could agree, bro, it's much more, we didn't come to this industry under normal circumstances. Yeah, no, we're mm. just some normal What I want to, like, <laughs> i got a subway question in there, a segue question. What about um, banking? I mean, it's obvious, I think. But what about banking attracted you guys? What was it about can banking? I, can I, as somebody who actually got into banking and wow, did it like... Someone who completed the course. All right, cool. So. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> no, but you know what? No, he did I complete the course. I spent quite a lengthy time as, as a banker. proud and joy. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but do you know what it was? And I, I, I actually got asked this question a couple of days ago. I think what it was and what really, you know, drew me to banking was, first and foremost, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Bagging movie. Oh, no. um, second of was much more, I don't know, like, I just wanted to sort of get out of my environment. Right. I could just imagine myself every day just wearing a suit, you know, going mm. into the city like, and actually genuinely learning, you know. And I think when I actually got there and, you know, like I actually got immersed in 
um, you know, the culture and just sort of, you know, I guess doing my thing. I guess, yeah, it kind of solidified why. Which hits me to a point that I just like you to tell the story of when you were young and you held out your CVs, you handed out your CVs. Yeah. You know, tell the story. That's good. Tell, about, like, tell us about like your mental state, what you were in, all of it. Right. So let me put you into perspective since Kev did a very good job to do his. Um, so obviously 17. So I guess... Um, after obviously I had that stroke, obviously which we'll discuss I guess later on. Um, I kind of <laughs> everyone's like, so "What now?" <laughs> yeah, I literally had a stroke, um, but we'll tune into that. So um, I obviously made a conscious decision that I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore; I wanted to be a banker. Mm. And obviously for me, it was just much. I was trying to find very, very good entries into actually doing that. Mm. You know, because one thing about me was every time you know they started introducing these online applications, you had to do that verbal reasoning. I was like, "Nah, not me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too done for this." It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. So I thought, what's the most like? What's the best way for me to actually go and get face on with these people but without having to do the test, right? Right, got So you. I've gone, right, let's actually go and print off 100 CVs. Mm. And also, and looking back at me, like, bless me, I used to go in, like, a blazer, which didn't match the, the bottoms, some cool you. shoes, but it was kind of the jug, innit? So Jarring. It didn't really matter, right? But they allowed it. It's yeah, okay, they allowed I'm it. 17, like, and it's, it's okay. So what I used to do, for example, is I used to print out 100 CVs, right? And then obviously what i do, for example, is say, for example, I saw an office, right? Most offices have like an index. Yeah. So you can obviously see floor one is this building. What I do is I'd go on my phone really quickly, like go on there about us, be like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then walk into receptionist. Oh, hello, is this um asset? Oh yes, of course. I've heard about you guys. Give it a spill spill. Give it a CV. I'll probably like a hundred CVs. Probably like ten people go back to me. That's still good. Yeah. Crazy. Literally. But again, that was the beginning of my career. Well, you, you know, know what? Like no, sometimes you've got to go old school. You've yeah, got to you go do. analog. You do what people don't do. Like, you know, there's a guy who um, you know, who's one of our suppliers, and he's one of the best salespeople I know because he takes it to the phone call, takes it to the face-to-face meeting. Like, you know, where other people would go digital, he goes genuine. Mm. And it's just sort of, I think that it's a simple thing, but it sometimes can put you above the so rest. why don't you tell us then, Lewis? What was, what was your yeah, crossroads? Yeah, what was your clear crossroads? Yeah. Um, my clear crossroads, okay. So a personal one was I... Um, Finished my university degree, which was in fashion PR from London College of Fashion. Nice. Shout out LCF, UAL. Um, and, you know, I was thinking I need to make money now. So I wasn't one of those people who took a while to get a job after graduation. I felt like I needed a job like now um, to make money like now. So I went for like the first job that I saw was available and it was actually having to be financial marketing. So I was... Um, I'm not very good at maths. I'm not very good at... I don't like, I don't like the whole world of like numbers and offices but you know i like creativity but i yeah. thought let's let's have a go at this and to be fair to the job it was a it was a small company my boss was like really cool and i was basically working at his right side it was me and him essentially so if he, if it came out like if it wasn't the father it was the son that was that's what it nice. was so it's kind of like you know i really got <laughs> i really got to have a close work on things and what you, what is actually quite cool is what you don't realize a lot of people is if you actually want to do fashion or PR, if you want to do PR and you want to work for a company, you actually find if you go for something creative, as a graduate, chances are you'll be doing less creative work. Yes. If you're a PR in fashion and you're a junior PR, you're in charge of names on a list. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what you're doing. But if you go into like marketing or PR and you're working for a tech company or for a finance company, their whole job is trying to make it as interesting as possible. You're trying to sell a boring product and you're trying to make it as cool as possible. So actually, it was actually more creative. We could come up with ideas outside the box mm. because we're trying to sell pensions and annuities and all wants to talk about and insurance plans. But we can think of like crazy fun ways to do that. And the budgets... Nice. Budgets was it. Okay. So it was, like, it was actually really cool, but yeah. then it just got to a point where you know my boss. It was one time he was just like trying to paint a picture of like you know where where marketing goes, like where the 
where, where like the one where it goes. False visionaries. And I was like, you know, he was like, yeah. And I was like, this is not what I want. I understand that that's a good picture for some people, but that's not what I want. Mm, so then I was just like, similar to if me. that's not what I want, then what am I doing here? And then I just, you know, I was terrified to leave. Yeah. I had said to him before, I was getting paid really not much, but I was doing a lot of work. So I would also pay rise. He's like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then, um, you know, we didn't see. So then I was just like, listen, I think I'm actually going to leave. And he was just like really, really shocked and upset because and at the time I didn't really get it. I was like, yeah, you're upset because you're shook. You should give me more money. But now I realise like he was shook because when you're starting a business and a, and a staff member leaves, it's like, oh gosh, especially if you're a small business owner. Yeah. So I appreciate like that. He actually just really cared. Um, about himself and probably in proxy by proxy. Me. I want to put. Um, the... I'm not actually finished. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, <laughs> so I remember I was really scared to tell them I was going to leave, and I was listening to like a, a Lauren Hill song. Where at one point she goes like, "Fear no human being, everything is everything." Like I was literally <laughs> trying to like psych myself up to have this conversation. I'm strong. I'm leaving. He's like, "So what are you going to do next?" I was like, "I don't know," but I just know that I cannot be working full time at something that I don't want to do full time. So that was scary because I left actual. Work Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Work into nothingness. Wow. That's, that's actually mental. I wanted to ask you yeah. the same question, but I want to do it with a twist. Why can't I just have the straight question? And then twist. He was going to interrupt my question to just ask you a I know, question. Right? Wow. So like, Who do you think you are? But do you know what I want to He's like, it. buzzer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason why I want to just read shit. Oh my know? gosh. <laughs> I know. But do you know what? I think the reason why I want to even like little lemon twist. Yeah, um, because, um, again, as much as sort of your background, because obviously, you know, you obviously started off in the corporate world. Yeah. You know, um, and I just want to sort of understand the mentality for you from sort of leaving that corporate world and becoming, you know, your independent self. You know, well, that must have been a crazy crossroads. Yeah. Do you know what? I felt like I was sort of left with no choice. So I'm going to answer the question I was going to, how I was going to originally answer it, because I think it will answer the question you've twisted, if that makes sense. Twist. <laughs> twist. Twist. Um, so um, for me, my great crossroad. I think was the moment I realized because um, I, I entered uni as a mature student again after pressure from my father to please just get your degree any degree I don't care because at first he didn't want me to do an arts degree and I said it's art or nothing dad and he's like fine just, <laughs> just my life yes literally <laughs> it's art or die um, so he was like fine please don't die do the art degree fine um, so I went to arts uni to... Um, so do the art, but make it a degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> like anything. So um, I went to uni to do the degree. But when I was there, I just got the strong feeling, like, in my gut, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. It, it was like every day I'd wake up and I'd just get that churning and I'd have to get reassurance constantly that no 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 everyone does a degree no 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 the prospects are this is going to be so much better but um the university i was at i personally think was an absolute scam i look back at universities especially with the new level of what they got going on as a, as a huge scam especially for creatives because you can't teach that um so at the end of the year i had the clear i did an internship all my the only internship i would do was paid and I went to um, Fox, Foxton's and Partners. It's an architectural firm. And I was there uh, making models of 
buildings or whatever else. And I remember I spoke to one of the graduates from my university and said, oh, so you graduated, when did you graduate? Graduated a couple of years ago. I'm like, great, so what kind of salary can you earn here? Like, what are the, what are the prospects? He's like, oh yeah, the salary is pretty decent. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, okay, so, so like if I climb to like the top of this, like that guy, that guy who runs the department of model making, like what, what does he get paid? Like, yeah, he gets paid. I don't even want to patronize anybody, but he inserted an amount that I was like, this is slavery. This is disgusting. Wow. And I remember just then thinking, there is no way I am going back to university to incur a nine grand a year loan to come out and maybe if I'm lucky in like 10 years time, I'll be on that salary. That is absolutely disgusting. So that definitely cemented in my mind not to go back to university. Um, so let's talk about the other stage now. Um, because <laughs> There's so many moments, uh, so many crossroad moments in my life, to be honest with you. It's all crossroads. He didn't jump. He was pushed, Woody. Yeah. I want to talk about a time when you were like fired. Pick one. Oh my goodness. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did we just say pick one? Wait, girl, how many times have you been fired, first and foremost? Um, okay, cool. Let me see if you can beat my record. I've been fired twice. Three, honey. Oh, I'm older okay. than you. She, I'm older than you by quite a bit. But that's still concerning, Carl. Twice. That's concerning. That's concerning. I've been fired twice. I know, right? Um, yeah, so um, when, I got, when I got fired, um, I again, my dad was like, you know, get get back, get back up and dust yourself off and just, you know, go go Tell for us it. What sort of place you got fired from? Where okay, so from where I got fired from, um, I'm sorry if any of you guys have heard this sub story before, but um, where I got fired from, it was a tech company. Co-workers, it's like the respect level you get from upper management. There are so many things like now that I have staff and now that I've run a ho my own business, the passive aggressiveness I felt was definitely more aggressive than passive. I just didn't have any context. As a manager, I think it, it, you know when I look back at how I was treated, it it really was it really was great. I'm surprised I didn't actually suffer a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I, I guess I just have a really thick skin, I guess. Professional work and they realize they're got a shattered, slew right? of like yeah, that, exactly. That, neg that negative energy. Yeah. So I think it's it's really upper management. So you know people talk about the glass ceiling and it's it's a respect it's a respect level that you just don't get. You get all the responsibility with none of the respect and that that jarring can so really grow out. Hit Sorry. Into, um, because you did bring up the strokes. I imagine yeah, it was yeah, just like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn. I mean, do you know what is so funny? So I think, obviously, for me personally, I've had quite a few, you know, situations in my life which have really either A, tested me or made me a better person. So I think the earliest memory would probably be my dad's passing. And then, obviously, the second would obviously be my stroke, which is probably, like, within... Was a year 18, and a half. A year like, and a half. 18 a year and a half interval, yeah. A year and 18 half month interval. interval. Kevin, so that was, must have been some kind of year yeah, for you. Do you know what? I mean, if Sorry, I'm just allowed to sort of introduce it, obviously on your behalf, it must well sort of attack it from an external sort of angle. Yeah, yeah. Obviously yeah then obviously better. allow you to sort of weigh in in the conversation. Now, again, Carla mentioned he was 17 years old. I mean, for someone of that age, I mean, that That's shouldn't be a problem, you know? Mad. So essentially, I think I got a call from my mum one day and she was like, you know, Carla's in hospital. Now, Carla as a kid, I mean, he used to go to hospital for everything, a broken finger, yeah, a I broken eyeball. So I mean, essentially, I was <laughs> under the impression that it's just one of those things that Carla yeah. has just he done. He broke a nail. 100%. Yeah. Yo, listen, I it could have been probably even as petty as that. <laughs> but I think essentially, Girl. I realised that Carl was in a very, very bad place when I literally went to the hospital for the first time. Now, in the ward he was in, he was uh, surrounded by, you know, predominantly mature, you know, patients. We're talking about sort of triple his age, you know, for someone who would obviously be More susceptible that, yeah. to a stroke, you know? Mm. So I think much was sort of on a sort of external sort of, you know, um, feeling. And this is low-key one of the reasons to why I kind of 
yeah, got kicked out of college, blaming you, um, was because literally, I literally, I think I was on his bedside for a whole month and I didn't go to college. Aww. And I think when it came down to actually, you know, doing the exams, I failed because I didn't really you put weren't in my in the right head I wasn't, I wasn't there. Yeah, they should have given you some slack But I had to, that. like, again, like, I had to, like, completely, like, redo another year of school mm. because I'd missed, like, and that so, much time. like, how was it to, like, feel it? So I'm going to ask you a question of about course. how you felt. But then I'm also going to ask you how it must have felt to potentially lose a brother when you've just lost a father. That's two strong male figures in your life in a short period of time. Um, Do you know what? I think even if I'm just to kind of just, you know, answer your question, just in a nutshell, I think much more sort of, I think I was in that sort of constant question mode of what would I do almost? Yeah, what, yeah. I mean, I loved my dad and I, you know, cried dearly for him, but essentially losing Carl would be a different level of of grief, of pain, you know? And for you, how did you feel um, it affected you to lose confidence maybe in your body no, so yeah honestly because when you're young you feel invincible right but then when when you get clapped out by something it's yeah. like oh wow you get a reminder of your own humanity yeah. which doesn't usually happen so young um i think how i'll even answer that question is i'll kind of link it to sort of bad business decisions and so how you feel after that mm. so for example like after like you know that obviously situation happened you know i felt very like yo i can't if i had a headache i'd be, cr- I'd be oh my god i'm gonna have another stroke it sounds crazy yeah. Likewise in business, if I make a bad decision, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to talk to that client no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to. No, you know what? If you go do that, bro. Close his yeah, stage, bro. You just me. step back from things. Yeah, and like, so yeah. I think, you know, especially with someone like me, and you guys obviously know this as well, I'm very, very, you know, if I could say so myself, very confident, you know, very out there. Very passionate. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. You know, I won't say what I said before last time, but yeah, very passionate. Um, but even with that being said, you know, I think obviously it was very, very scary because it took like a year to recover. Yeah. Like even mentally, physically, like I was on a walking, so I was on a Zimmer frame at first. Did you ever think about, did you, did the way you, sorry, the decisions you made post um, stroke, mm-hmm. when you almost died, if mm-hmm. I can put it that way, no, did you think, oh my goodness, what state would I have left my family in had I gone? Do Is that part what? of the drive now? Because you know, you you probably like what it, it comes did, more from a selfish point of view as to yeah. much more, what, if I'm not here, what happens to me? Like, you oh, know? Okay. <laughs> but then also as well, as much more, when you start to, and again, you know, to put into context was the 17 year old Carl is very different to Carl now in respect to where right. There wasn't a lot of stuff that I had to live for back then. Yeah. So for me personally, yeah. is yeah. how can I crowd with something where if I'm not making no, or even forget money for a second, if I'm not doing anything to support my family, how can they, what, you, really you know, how can they miss you? How can they miss me? Yeah, yeah. it'll be a devastating, but yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm bringing in multiple racks They'd to the house. they have more food. Yeah, but of course, of course. But even, yeah, they would have more food. <laughs> hey, yeah. yo, it's true. They have more food. <laughs> But, inappropriate. But now, for example, it's much more, you know, I have so much to live for. It's like, yeah. if I, you know, God forbid, passed today, you know, like, yeah. So what I found interesting was basically what you said there about how if you got a headache, you would feel like, ooh, you know, like, is this going to be another stroke? Yeah, yeah. And then also, like, it's how you feel in business sometimes when something goes wrong, you have failed mm-hmm. attempts, you're like, ooh, can I really do it again? Do it again or like, when the water starts to get a little bit hot, you want to step back. I had a sort of same experience when I was younger, I was always very, very confident. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I ever experienced depression. Mm. And I was very surprised to know that my mind could break. Because yeah. when you're young, you 
If you can take you can take everything, bro. Yeah, you can do everything. So you know, you feel like you can take anything. And then one day, when you when you realize like your mind can can break, it really can make you feel scared to put yourself in another situation. So now, I'm after since I went through that, I went through that was around probably 17, 18, like you guys. After that, I started to be very careful about who I surrounded myself with, what I took on, what's going to be the thing. I'm having a semi realization. Do you know what it's like? It's like the the elastic band snaps on something. For me, that was my professional life. Like. People like, so what gave you the confidence to like start your own business yeah. after you got fired? It was to me the elastic band that snapped was my whole financial life rests on this, my credit, my bills, and I'm gonna be ejected for foolishness. I was like, I'm never ever gonna let my my food rely on the whims of some man. Like, so would never. you say that? Yeah, go ahead, bring it back because I'm realizing something here. All of our decisions to move forward is based on our own finality in some regard. Yes. So whereas I say to you that, yeah, I do, some, I did start to worry about like, oh, is that going to break me? I also realized I've wanted to die for no reason. So like, yeah. what is what is death? <laughs> what is life? And I realized like, <laughs> I died for new fault and almost died financially through no fault of my own. So right? what is death? So what is like, what just is, what is death? It. Just get on with but it. But even so jumping like, into this much more, obviously using the framework of obviously going mm, back, you know, I want to even mm. just touch on something that you girls told me, you know, and if I'm allowed to say so. Yeah, please say. We're in this amazing, if I can just say, you know, establishment. Yeah, use the right word, establishment. But most importantly, <laughs> a story that you told me that I will never forget, and I think, again, is really inspirational, is the moment you guys opened this shop right here, you had 32 no, no 37. 37. Okay. 5P rich. 5P rich. Essentially, what I want to do is similar to the way sort of Carl sort of, you know, explained or illustrated yeah. more. Yeah. Let me explain to you guys how, how we got to this point. So, like I said there, me and Michaela, we do have what some people might consider a reckless chip, but I think it depends on what your matrix for winning okay. or losing is. Um, I think that moreover, what we always value is uh, freedom, be able to make your own decisions, be responsible to your own decisions. We wanted control. We've always wanted control. So we started off the chocolates. The chocolates did really well. Um, you know, very quickly they were in some of the major retailers. Not to rush over that story, but essentially... Um, you wouldn't know about 37 p bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But essentially, like, um, they, we decided that we really wanted to have our own shop. Okay. And that's where the biggest challenge came because we wanted to get investment for this sh- shop idea, mm-hmm. but nobody wanted to invest. If we told any investor that we were looking for investment for a shop, they'd all try to like, nah, don't do that. Keep with the chocolates. Da, 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 da. But we managed to find the lease and we managed to get the okay with the, to go ahead with this shop. And the one, the one investor who said yes pulled out the day before the meeting. Oh. Yeah, and left us kind of like, all was the shop out of pure necessity to elevate or was that it just was, something yeah, just we knew, part of the No, we knew it would be at elevation. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We just need to jump up because the thing is, it's all well and good selling into wholesale but you're selling at a lower yeah. price point yeah. for to, make, to beat the wholesale it's price. Volume. It's volume. And then you have yeah. to borrow more to And you're not really volume. building a brand. You're just always like a corner in somewhere yeah, but you need yeah, to have yeah, your own yeah. world. Like, we just wanted to immerse people in the same way. So... Long story short, basically, we had to self-fund to get the shop. Kieran had to get a bit of extra money. Um, we had to we had to get extra loans. loans yeah. And we just basically, we didn't have that much to start. So I think we started the shop with about 40,000 £40, pounds. Mm-hmm. And we did it all ourselves, everything you see. And things yeah. that we, like the flowers, could, that you could, I mean, Mate. one of those could I cost like now. thousands, you know. But we did it ourselves with our hands. So we cut costs what we could. But when we were about hands? these hands, these hands, these hands, hands. These hands. <laughs> these hands. Cotton. Cotton. Listen, <laughs> we did it all with our hands. 
And um, when we opened the shop, like, so look, look, we got the keys for the shop on, the, on December the 22nd. Yeah. Then Christmas. it was Christmas. Just yeah, before. exactly. Oh. Then it was Christmas. So we were actually able to open the door on January the 3rd. 3rd yeah. January 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. Then by February the 3rd, the shop was done. And Michaela was saying, like, yo, I'm so like, tired. We're tired. We've burned midnight We'd oil. Like, you don't understand. Like, we turned this place from a dry a cleaners into what you see now. Oh, really? And literally, like, in a month, which is crazy. We had to have our foot on the necks of construction workers. Like, literally, um, we had to, like, we had, we had to make sure they weren't cheating us. We had to be like, oh, you finished your smoking break? Because we literally <laughs> had to keep on, on, on task and everything. Yeah, for sure. Very stressful. I was like, let's just take a break. I was like, Michaela. I looked at the account and we had 37 keys <laughs> left. I couldn't believe it. We need to open. That's and at that point, we really had two staff that we had preemptively hired. And it you know, was the end of the, the month. We need the to end of the month is going to come oh, up. So we need to make money to oh, get, get money. money. And you know pay. what? That brings us perfectly into Square. Just a little quick plug. Because cash flow has always been the center of what has allowed us to be successful. Okay. If you open your doors and you've only got 37p, and that means if somebody buys, I don't know, you can make a 100 pounds of sales today. I need that 100 pounds now. You know what I mean? I need to bank, bank, bank. If it was the weakest link, we just kept on needing to bank. And what we found at the very beginning, actually, was the payment terms that we had with other providers would be Seven days. Seven oh. days. If it's a bank holiday, yeah, it was maybe seven a days. Day. Oh. Three days, and then plus the bank holiday would be like seven days. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes you know, really, really long payment times, and we felt every single day because also another thing that people don't talk about is when you're new in business, nobody wants to give you credit. Everybody wants you to pay. Front, up, front. up front, yeah. right? Yeah. So everybody wants the money right now, now. Right now, which is why we only had 37p because exactly. if we had like long-standing credit relationships and counts, we could have just had stuff on 30-day invoice. But when we opened up with on performer invoice, like pay me now. So we had paid everyone up front. We had paid everything. And um, when we opened up then, it was about cash flow. And so yeah. we did kind of struggle actually um, with, with the fact that we had such long payment lead times. And then we discovered Square next day immediately things were able to kind of like rectify themselves Flourish. and also you just have a we had a better idea of where it our money was going yeah. you know where our money was going you know so you, sometimes if you have money that you think is coming in three four days time it's hard to budget kind of like yeah. you know what i mean what you're doing today for four yeah. five six days it's down like, the road yeah oh, why yeah. is this here oh yeah that was because that happened on that day oh, <laughs> exactly okay. but guys with, with with you guys you know um bringing it bringing it right back when was a moment that you guys felt like you know um was a was was a moment of just snapping that you thought I'm just gonna take the risk. Can I be honest with you? Like my risk came I like twins. So yeah, you'll be saying yeah. at the same time. It's like who goes first, Kevin or Carl? But can I? Because uh, I think my point <laughs> even brother first. Coolest first, but okay. Um, <laughs> what I'd say, for example, is I found this happened to be six months ago when I left the professional life of banking, right? I kind of say I retired, but hey. That's I just hilarious. It's a marketing play, right? Yeah, But um, I think obviously for me, to be fair, is that the reason why the moment dropped was because I finally came to realisation that, you know, like, especially the deals we were making, especially, you know, banking and whatnot, was why are we making so much money for somebody else where if you spent the same 24 hours working yourself, working your concept, or sort of just trying to put together a formulated plan for yourself, you can probably do way more better things for self, you know? So I think it's much more, I brought self into the middle of the conversation and said, what can I do for self? And obviously, you know, my twin brother who's sitting across and the room. And do you feel like, <laughs> you know, losing your dad so young and also having the stroke so Everything. young, do you think that that makes you guys much more... I guess less fearful Resilient. because people kind of like what I think it is is sort of like Resilient. people's people's fear levels can be on various different levels. Mm. So really, in order to be successful, I feel like you just have to tap your appetite 
for um, for risk because there's a lot or, or to just just to adjust what you find fearful because some people are terrified of not knowing what day their check comes in right yeah. but you know you live in the present moments so that's like not not necessarily a rational fear yeah. it's something that you may need to get over what? so when you work for yourself you kind of need to like break down do those you know barriers what, do you know what the key to success is and this is why people um, really look at business people sideways when it comes down to it but the fact is, you can always win. Where people mess themselves up is you want to be everybody's friend. You want to be liked by everybody. You want to be liked by yourself and your family first and foremost. And people say that's a gangster attitude and you're not wrong. And I just personally think that if you're upset that your landlord looked at you sideways as you entered your flat, then don't do business. Do something safe. When you guys, so this brings me to another point. When you guys first started your businesses, you, okay, you've done well now, but tell us about a moment when you're kind of scared at what your friends might think. Becoming mm. a boss or becoming a, a, a person that sort of, you know, um, gives out sort of responsibility, if that makes sense, right? And takes responsibility as well. I think, but for, that is an unpopular decision in itself because of the sacrifices I'm now making because I'm becoming a boss. For example, my friend, I don't see my friends as much as I should do or as much as I'd like to because I've got other things to focus on, you know? But I think so, even just to even add to that, to be fair, it's much more, even just even with friends, I think... Even, for example, now that we're in a position to obviously give back and so forth, you know, it's much about how do you give back, but in the right way, for example, you know. Am I saying to my friend, yo, I'm going to give you a job today, but at the detriment of our relationship? Or So I think you've got to be very, very careful, to be fair. And I think even just go back to what Kevin was saying, even like from what our friends thought initially, was it was very, very hard because something that we're doing now hasn't really been crossed in respect where we're trying to be these fashion. And but, you I know. also have friends who really, really, and I, and I love all my friends because I've seen them today, a year, I love all my friends, you know, but essentially I think for me what I really struggle with is much more this perception versus reality, right? Yeah. In respect much more. Because of the industry that we're in, it looks like we're doing the most, we're going out to these nice places Party, around the coolest people. I'm, I'm which is the hottest degree people. Is, which is true, true, but yeah, the reality of that is much more the sleepless nights, you know. Again, what Michaela said, do I pay my mum's rent or am I paying the invoices, you know? So I think essentially it is that sense of sort of understanding and sort of, you know, prioritising what is to be, you know. Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask you guys, wait, was my brain might go blank in the middle of this, but it's based on what you guys were saying. Oh, no, no, I was going to ask us. Oh, yeah, cool. A moment where you felt like you're starting a business and it was awkward, like it, when it wasn't cool, you're yeah. not sure it's going to work say out. St. Ames, like, Saint I own St. Ames. Because if I'm allowed to use it, even before I just even answer the question, because... St. Ames, just for the record, is probably the world's most Instagrammable place in the UK. Yeah. If not, like, well, London, but if not the UK, in respect, we're much more. I see people come here just to take a photo and go, not even need a coffee. Yeah, well, I, wish they, I wish they would buy a coffee. <laughs> what I'm trying to I wish say they would buy coffee. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is much more sort of, how did it get to that point where St. Ames became gospel for Instagram? Well, I mean, I don't know when it became gospel for Instagram. I just, I just, Lois and I, just wanted to create a place that was that actually delivered what it, it, it what it a lot of coffee shops pretend they deliver. Which is okay. So that is experience. As Lois and I say, you've heard us say a lot of times, if you're gonna come outside your house for a coffee, because we can get we can get Nespresso machines these days, you know. If you're gonna come out, quite good. It's quite good. Right, right. If, you're, if you're gonna come out of your house Thank for a you coffee, that. you're going to want the full experience, and that's what we did. And the women responded, and the men also yeah, responded. And the men, yeah. I mean, I love these velvet seats. If I must say myself, and the men, you know, I right. do. I hate splitting on splinter seats exactly. sometimes, so it's nice to sit on velvet. So, um, sorry, Lo, what was your question? Let me answer I'll, that. Okay, I'll, just, I'll answer <laughs> it. No, I want to answer A it. A moment when you felt kind of awkward when you started this. Okay, so I felt awkward many moments. So, for example,
example, friends have that really lovely way of asking, but does it pay their bills? And obviously don't ask me if it pays the bills because you can probably use yes. your imagination to realize that I've just told you about a business I'm just starting out in. So the likelihood is that it doesn't pay the bills, but then putting you on the financial spotlight made me feel awkward. So in two stages, the beginning of the chocolates, I felt like that. Um, and also though I had personal confidence, I would have been looking like I'm seriously Kanye-ing to like just go into a full on rant about <laughs> how I'm the best. I'm always the best. I'm nothing but the best. Like okay. I had to prove it first. I get you, I get you. So I had yeah. to do the chocolates and then with the cafe, I didn't even tell family members I opened the cafe. Um, people, some people, some of my friends even just happened to hear about it or see me and Lois in the article. Um, and I just don't like saying I'm doing. I, in the past, I didn't like saying something before I did. Is that it. protecting yes. though? Is that protecting yourself or protecting them though? It protects yourself because you mm. feel more that you feel like more eyes are on you, so you're more scared. What about you, though? What about um, you though? For me, the moment where I was like, was I hate I hated the trade shows. Like you go out. You guys went to trade show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not tacky, but it's like it's such a good way That's to get so some nerves. I so It's so nervous. Like right? you got like yeah. sell in real life. Like oh my god, right, I hate asking people to like stuff. Yeah. Oh, Do you mind just, just giving us a follow on Instagram? People's like people's, you know, people's reactions to your face. You know what I mean? And we were actually we were doing a trade show around the same time, looking for funding. One person in real life was like, "Yeah, I saw your video. It wasn't convinced." And really? then he just kind of like walked he off and asked like, that energy paced off like hot. Yeah, yeah we, it was then again at Treasure there is a lot of egos to be fair. Yeah, but because I'm everyone like, thinks that there's I'm big. Like, yeah. but, Wait, what but, was the trade show for? Was it specifically for? So it's it was, it was like the a hotel, hotel industry. Okay. Okay. Selling your chocolates okay. in the hotel industry. Okay. Okay. They had nothing the to do with fundraising. Exactly. Everybody thinks already they've got four or five stars already. Well, I don't know who why he was there, but my point is, is sometimes you know when you're young, you're like, oh, that was unpleasant. But I can't imagine. Like I look a lot younger than I am. I could never imagine going up to two young brave people seeing them from their campaign yeah i look at my phone yeah that's them walk up to them say some negative comment like i'm not convinced then running off this man was a good 15 years older than me okay unless he just aged badly with that negative attitude he probably <laughs> did but i think the amount of negativity that man must fester on on a daily basis to come at two young girls who decide to do something brave with their lives tells me a lot about him and not me. And sometimes How do you deflect, that to How do you deflect I actually, back? Energy? I actually really because I was actually like, no, please come here with your questions so I can so I can show you my side. He just ran, ran off. off. He wasn't even interested really? in hearing. But I guess even to just even like round it up low key, yeah. like and just even end on a positive note. Um, yeah. This might sound like a weird question, but what do you even miss about like the beginner's days? Like, what do you miss mm. that you don't do now? Is yeah. I can even, can I, can I answer? Because for yeah, example, I miss like the days when I used to be spontaneous and hand out hundred CVs, or like I miss the jug low key. Like because now obviously hustle. I, the hustle. Mm. I work now, yeah. but I used to hustle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would you say, Lo? I'm interested. Um, I miss the way that we used to have to religiously um, put positivity in to stay hyped up. Yeah. Like w she talks about. About staying hype, but we used to actually like listen to hype music. Yeah, yeah. We would literally be talking about ourselves in first, third, fourth, and hype beast. fifth person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're just literally yeah. like we would we would we would not take for granted a positive headspace. Yeah. And now I feel like I have more things to be positive about. I just assume that my day is gonna I, I wait for what the day gives me sometimes yeah. instead of like setting my intention on the day exactly. because before life was trash so I had to get up and be like yeah. I'm not going to be trash now it's like life's pretty good so <laughs> I, I, I let wait. sometimes you let trash come through the window because you forgot to shut the window I wait for someone to literally just <laughs> <laughs> I'll snap 
<laughs> How about you, Michaela? What do you miss? Uh, I miss I miss the um, I'm very similar to Lois, but also the flexibility. When you're first starting out, you know, if something isn't quite right, you can be really flexible, just wriggle out of that and just adjust the business plan a little bit. But now when you have like a premises, staff, uh, a menu, you know, you have to at least burn a hundred copies of a menu. You can put the right things on a menu. Like, you know like, God damn it. Every single decision you make now is more set in stone, which is good. But it also comes with drawbacks. Over to you, Kev. Um, I think kind of, you know, low-key what sort of Michaela said in terms of flexibility, but much more sort of specifically adjustment in the respect where much more sort of when you start a business, you're allowed to adjust certain things. Mm. Now that you've got to a point where much more the business is set in stone. You cannot change the logo. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't change the logo. Not without a big you deal. Think, exactly. So I think some sort of PR much promotion more being able to sort of, you know, adjust things and nip it in the bud sort of easier. Yeah. Now, because I've got something that's more sort of set in stone, it's really hard to kind of, you know, Again, yeah. sort of oh, chain oh. stuff without bringing it as this mad so rebranding. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you guys like flexibility? Yes. I mean, like, I just missed like the hustle. Like Square's a multi-flexible platform. Ooh. Okay. Oh! oh! You brought it back. You brought it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I get it? No, yeah, no, no. yeah, bad to say. Okay, cool. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy our origin story. Genesis story. I love that word. Um, and uh, keep. this is a series. So stay tuned. For this whole series, which will be looking more in depth at us, our business journey, and our advice. It and gets also more exciting. It does. There's levels to this. Take care. Bye. 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 Running a business is like a juggling act. There's always 99 things to balance, but one flexible system you need in place. Square. In a time of great uncertainty where the world needs a payment service as on the ball as you are, Square have built seamless product offerings which are easy to set up and integrate into all elements of your business. So... Whether you sell chocolates from home or unicorn lattes from central London, with next day payments, Square is ready when you are. Learn more about how Square can help you at square.com forward slash UK. Square Up Europe Limited is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.